0: You made a tremendous decision to join us in the trenches with Dave Lappin. brought to you by First Star Logistics today, because our special guest is Solomon Wilcots. Outstanding safety for the Cincinnati Bengals. Played in Super Bowl Twenty Three. Tremendous broadcaster. I mean, he's worked with multiple networks. Now he's doing podcast work. He's also uh, working with Sirius NFL Radio. He's a media magnate, a media star. And we end up talking about not only recapping the Rams' victory by the Cincinnati Bengals and all the reasons for that, we also previewed the upcoming contest against the Tennessee Titans who are limping around a little bit after getting spanked by the Cleveland Browns. And they will not be in a great frame of mind as the Bengals go down to Nashville. So cover a lot of ground. But with Solemn Wilcots, it's like a walk in the park. You can enjoy it. We appreciate you joining us in the trenches with Dave Lappin. brought to you by First Star Logistics as always coming to you from our studios. And we've got our outstanding friend of our show and a football guru, former Cincinnati Bengal safety, Solomon Wilcox. Now he is a media star and uh, knows his football inside out. Solly, welcome to the show once again. Dave, uh,
1: always great to join you. Um, and we always have a good time talking football, so I'm I'm excited to be here with you.
0: And I'll tell you, Solly, it uh, it's, it's a it's a situation where one and two looks a heck of a lot better than uh, than zero and three. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's in, in the uh, <laughs> I, I've got I've got a stat here that's uh, that's pretty interesting. In the Super Bowl era, 251 teams started zero and three just six made the playoffs out of 251 in the Super Bowl era. And then here um, since 2020, when they redid the format of of the playoffs, one in two teams have made the playoffs over 30% of the time. So it's almost a one in three chance that your season's alive and you're still going to make the playoffs. So even though it wasn't a must game as such, it was an important game, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it
1: really was. I mean, we're used to being 0-2. Well, that's okay. You know, we we can, we can survive 0-2. We we don't know what it's like to be 0-3. We're certainly not comfortable being 0-3. And, and you're right. I think the data, there's a large enough sample size where you know that you're fighting an uphill battle um, if you fall down 0-3. Uh, think about all the other teams in the AFC North won during Week 3. Yep. So, so yeah, no, you didn't. You didn't want to. Considering those first two losses came within the division, now you lose to the Rams. You're zero and three in the same week where everybody else in the division won. It's going to be enough of a chase. We already know that. But now well, that, that one game makes a big difference.
0: Other than Baltimore, Baltimore got upset. Baltimore, That's right. They sure did. Yeah. That's right. It, they still sure a lot did. of the undefeated ranks. They they're they're there a two one. But there you it, go. To your point, though, Sol, there's only one AFC team that's undefeated. One, the Miami Dolphins are 3-0. That's it. Everybody else okay. has one loss. So, as yeah. everybody thought, the AFC is going to be a slugfest, man. There's no question.
1: It's going to be. I think coming down to the very last week, you know, Cleveland's just getting stronger. You know, that defense is, uh proven to be one of the uh, really great defense. Uh, right now, they're very stingy. They're very tough. They got three good corners, a couple of good edge rushers. Uh, They play good on the interior part of their defensive line. So um, if they don't turn it over, you know, I'm sure there's some concerns. And if you're a Cleveland Brown fan with losing Nick Chubb, but they look like they're going to be the real deal. I I don't think Lamar Jackson's going anywhere. Um, They're going to be at the end, you know, when it's all said and done uh, with Baltimore and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they just keep getting better and they're going to always battle you. So, It's going to be a four-way fight to the finish.
0: No doubt about it, Solly. No question. The Cincinnati Bengals played without a lead for the first 9,566 seconds of the season before they finally took a lead. And, uh, they, they took that lead with a 14 yard touchdown run by Joe Mixon and built on the lead. They had a two score lead and could afford to give up that touchdown at the end of the football game. Although it made it pretty dicey, but, um, sometimes that that uh that first lead is the toughest lead to get the first win is the toughest win to get hopefully now they'll maybe the pressure's off and they'll relax a little bit and string something together
1: yeah i I remember watching the game on monday night and my former uh cu buff alumni chris fowler uh said that when joe mixon ran in for the 14 yard just now it's the first lead we had all night and i think it no, it's the first lead we had all season. Nice. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it, came, it immediately registered. I was like, no, that's our first lead all season. So see if we can hold on to it. I got it. Hey, the defense was phenomenal. I think Lou Anaromo just did a masterful job. Once again, the math scientist, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Anaromo came through yet again. And you can see these young players developing under him. Obviously, Logan Wilson was phenomenal. The pass rush uh, was was just uh, really problematic for Matthew Stafford. But you can see, when we've had veteran safeties, I know everybody's talking about, you know, we talk about Von Bale, Jesse Bates, we still miss him. Uh, Dax Hill is going to be a great player. I know Nick Scott is filling his way. But when you give up the easy scores, that is what happens in the secondary. I tell people all the time, you can't afford to make mistakes. And probably the best coverage on the night was that Taylor calling the timeout as Tyler Higby was catching a touchdown pass.
0: <laughs> oh, you're right about that. I mean, this, this this defensive football team. You're right. It was another Lou Anarumo masterpiece. yeah Stafford had been sacked one time in the first two games. Yeah. He gets sacked six times. Two others by. Hendrickson were negated by penalty they should have had eight he should have had four um yep. and then Stafford was hit a bunch and most importantly when he stays on when he's allowed to stay on his spot the dude's like a human jugs machine they got him off yes. his spot I mean they moved him around they got him off his spot big time the defense
1: was phenomenal uh people don't realize you know uh, Stafford came in averaging well over 300 yards passing yep. in the first two games this season it was the best start from a production standpoint of his very promising NFL career, right? It was great NFL career. So we were able to hold him to about, I think two under 270, which is great. We were able to come up with a couple of interceptions, six sacks. You and I, we always talk about this pressure leads to picks on the back end and the pressure they put on him up front led to the interceptions on the back end by Logan Wilson. We always had, couple of more to be honest with you got it off into our body and then off our hands and ended up on the ground but uh, yeah. he was hit hurried and harassed throughout the night
0: yeah he really was and, and logan wilson with the two interceptions he's tied for third in the nfl now with two picks and tied for first with linebackers um th- th- this guy he was a former defensive back in college and he still yeah. is aware of route combinations and spacing yeah. i mean he plays like a DB at that linebacker position. He can track a football. Mike Hilton yeah. deflected that one and that diving yeah. interception he made tracking it. Both of his interceptions were good plays, diving plays to make the play. Mm-hmm. And the first
1: one, you know, it did touch the ground, but just like with a wide receiver, if you have control of it,
0: yep. um
1: and never lose control of the ball, never bobbled or anything like that. Once he gained control of it, did scrape the ground but I knew they weren't gonna overturn overturn it because it was rude to catch in an interception on the field. So, but you're right. The way that you know Matthew Stafford was playing his read off of him on that first one, and Logan kind of turned his hips away from the intended receiver, and that's what quarterbacks look for. If your hips are turned one way, they want to throw it on the back side of you because they don't think you can flip the hips well enough to get back and intercept it. And that's exactly what Logan Wilson did. He was better than, than a lot of defensive backs. I got to tell you, with what I saw, I was very proud of him. I've always liked him. I knew about his history, having having been a safety, and obviously that's a position that's near and dear to my heart. And uh, Yeah, this guy is playing with gray matter at the linebacker position as a pass defender. I think when it's all said and done, uh, we're going to be calling him one of the great pass coverage linebackers in the NFL. I'm talking – Listen, Jack Ham was a guy that I admired growing up, who could really play and pass coverage. I think this guy is just as good.
0: Well, I played against Jack Ham and out of Penn State, and I played against him in college, and played against him in the NFL yeah. when he was with the Steelers. There was, yeah. you're right, Solly. Not a smarter guy, not a more yeah. talented guy from a skill set standpoint, defending the pass. I mean, Jack Ham was a stud. You're absolutely right, man. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. The L.A. Rams came in second in the NFL in two big categories. They were converting over 58% of their third down, second best in the league. They had a time of possession as a result of those third down conversions of 36 minutes and 17 seconds per game the first two games, second best in the NFL. Against the Bengals, they go 0 for their first 10. The only third down conversion was the last one, a red zone touchdown, so they 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 go one for 11, a little over 9% conversion rate. And in the red zone, the first three possessions are all field goals, and then the final one is a touchdown, one for four in, in the red zone. I'm telling you, like you said, Lou Rumo, he had a package, and the players loved it. I, they were talking about it during the week. They're like, man, we got some stuff for the Rams. We, <laughs> we, we got some stuff we haven't done for a while, you know, since like 2020. And uh, when Lou first there uh, came on board, so uh, he he's his players. You know how it is, Solly. You get an unbelievable yeah. coach. You go in there on Wednesday. What's the game plan? What do we got? You know, that's, uh, that's right. <laughs> oh, hey,
1: that's like you're like a greedy miser, right? You can't you can't wait to get your hands on the ball, and because you know it's going. to – And I could tell, you know, Mike Hilton is a guy that I watch a lot, and I could just, you know, it all kind of emanates and runs through him. You know, the smallest guy is the biggest guy, right? <laughs> There's something about that in football. and But he's so in line and so in tune with Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt. He's almost like a linebacker, but he's like a safety, but he's like a corner. Right. You saw him come in and blitz. I mean, he was bringing the wood. I mean, he was bringing it. I just nice. so, I'm a, so you could tell that's when guys – and then you saw the disguise on the sack by Dax Hill. That's when I knew, I said, oh, he he's rolling them through now. He's rolling them through. They've got the protection fooled. They have the quarterback fooled. Uh, because I can tell you right now, uh, Matthew Stafford's been playing this game a long time. Yep. You should never get a free runner at a quarterback of his stature. You know what I mean? That means you really fooled him because he thought he had his protection set. He had no clue. <laughs> He, he never saw Dak Teal. Dak took never. it easy on him, by the way. He, you know, he came in, and he took him down with physicality, but he didn't go for the kill shot, if you know what I'm saying. He's a nicer guy than I am, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> You're but right. It, it was right. A, yeah, that play was emblematic of how they were playing with Lou Anaromo's defense. The Bengals' defense was playing chess. The Rams' offense was playing checkers. And the fact that they couldn't even convert a third down play in the entire game until the final minute of the game tells you th- the disparity with, in terms of the game plan that uh, the Bengals defense was playing
0: with. And you're exactly right though, because Stafford on that, on that play you're talking about with Dax Hill, who can come like a heat seeking missile. I mean, That's this right. dude can run. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he can yeah. run and, uh, yeah. So Stafford thought he had it all protected over there. He went back; his eyes were backside the whole time, letting a, whole something time. unfold there. And he never got it. Was the front side? It wasn't his blind side, front side, but he made it That's his right. blind side because he assumed it's okay, and I'm going here. Boom! And he yeah. gets blown up. Yeah. But, but I mean, uh, Coach Rumo had the old line: Stafford seeing ghosts. You know, he had seven guys. That's, a that. That's from right. the block, and it was like, "Who's coming? Who's not?" And they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't. They couldn't get a handle on, you know, how do I apply my rules? Because man, they get rule breakers to everything I'm trying to do. And and yeah. man, they, they just they get after it. And then Hendrickson, man, this this uh this backup left tackle. I feel sorry for this kid. The starter goes down uh in er, early in the in the game, and this uh second year guy, uh, I think his name's Thomas, Zachary Thomas. He comes yeah. in yeah. the left tackle position. And Trey Hendrickson takes him apart. And t- Solly, I could not believe that they never helped him chip. They didn't do anything to help. Put a tight end over there. Nothing. Yeah. And and Trey Hendrickson, snap after snap, is just ripping up the football field and killing him, man. Trey did
1: a good job of getting getting his hands down, and then just blowing by him. And he did it simultaneously as he was in that lean. Coming hard, he was able to get the hands down. He would just blow right by him. He started winning on every single snap. Next <laughs> yeah. thing you know, B.J. Hill's getting it going. Sam Hubbard's getting it going. Um, D.J. Reader, oh, was just phenomenal as, as usual. And uh you know, I, I give those guys inside, you know, B.J. Hill and D.J. Reader a lot of credit, and, and as does Sam and 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 Trey, because it is those guys that set the tone, allow them to get that that one on the edge right maybe they want to help but they got to double down because reader he can move a pocket man with the best of them from the inside and so right now this defensive line is starting to hit its stride I thought this would be a very special year for the collective group as you're starting to see some younger guys like Zachary Carter he's starting to get it involved and um, become a player Uh, but they're getting a rotation going on right now where uh, you got to be Really leery, because every last one of these guys can bring it, and it helps to keep the other guys fresh.
0: No question. I mean, they, they are, they're developing that young talent, and their rotation is very, very deep, and that that's going to be a challenge for people. Five three-and-outs. They have the Rams uh, three-and-out five times. Three in a row, the last possession of the third quarter, the first two possessions of the fourth quarter, when the game's definitely in doubt and the Bengals end up taking the lead and and then the defense is responding like three and out, three and out, three and out, three in a row. Six uh, possessions in the second half, half of them were three and outs. I mean, that's that's another wow. thing that they did yeah. so well.
1: Absolutely, and I think when you start to disguise the way that we were able to, then you can get pressure the way that we were doing. Um, then you can you don't have to play as much man to man because you don't feel like you have to blitz. In order to get some of these pressures are coming off just a straight four man rush, yep. right? And it was, I'm, it was fun to watch. And and Trey Hendrickson, I mean, what he has been such a blessing to the Bengals since came over in free agency. He's been phenomenal. Mike hilton has been phenomenal. Um, and you, whenever you can acquire guys like that, and they're giving you their best years. I mean, their best years have happened right here in Cincinnati, not in their previous day. So uh, and they're veterans and you could tell they're connected with the coach, um, smart players, hard working players, and uh again, I think just the, this is a well coached football team. You know, and what we saw with them moving Jamar Chase around uh, on offense, I just thought it was it was phenomenal the way that they he played a lot of different positions. You and I both know that it takes more than talent takes smart. Uh, and the way I loved I love the fake toss, rollout, like reverse bootleg. Yep. Joe wasn't asked to move a whole lot, but he moved well and threw the ball well yep. on that 43-yard completion. That set up a 48-yard field goal by McPherson. It allowed us to get, get our confidence now. We started to push the ball down the field a little bit more. Joe, you could tell Russ was coming off of Joe with every single throw. Some were misses, some were made. But after he connected on that one, I think he kind of got in the groove and started feeling a little more confident.
0: Yeah, and and they talked about it, and you know, they're like Joe, uh, it's gonna necessitate some movement here. How's the calf? You're gonna be able to get out there because yeah. they, and, and I think that is what shocked the Rams. The Rams weren't expecting him to That's move right. like that, and uh, mm-hmm. I, they were like, look. The backside defensive end. He's following that run fake. He's closing it down. You're going to be able to get outside of him. There's going to be nobody, and you're going to you're, you're going to have an opportunity to just uh, get the ball to Jamar. How about Jamar? Twelve catches for 141 yards, a career best. Twelve catches. Carl Pickens has the record at 13. Brian Callahan. Uh-huh. I was talking to him today. He said if I knew that during the game, I would have gotten really
1: it Got it. Really got it.
0: <laughs> I would have gotten it. To he said I had no idea, but I mean, and you hit on something, Solly. It's an underrated asset that Jamar Chase has with all his physical skill set. People don't realize that dude is a football genius. I mean, they can line him up anywhere, and he never blows an assignment. He's always on point with everything. Mm -hmm. They were here, there, everywhere. They even had him in the backfield, motioning him out of there. I mean, as a a defensive back, Solly, What does that do when you have a guy of his ability that is so versatile that can line up all over the place? How does that stress a defense? He's such
1: a good receiver, even with his releases. And, look, I'm going to stop down and give Troy Walters a a great deal of credit, the wide receiver coach, who really has helped develop um, Jamar Chase at the NFL level. And Jamar brought a ton of talent with him, A a lot of knowledge and a lot of skill. But you and I both know the NFL is a pros-pros league, right? It's a league full of pros, and in order to elevate, you're going to need a, to be taught by a pro, and that's Troy Walters, okay? This guy was Offensive Player of the Year in the Pac-12. Right. So, so he knows, and he played in this league. So he's, his releases, Jamar Chase can release and win at the line of scrimmage, which isn't easy in our league. But it takes so much work to be able to move him into the backfield, right, to have him come out, start motioning one way, and reverse back out to get him some easy catches because he's so good at creating yards after the catch. And I'm going to tell you right now, he reminds me of a Debo Samuel. You've huh. seen his legs. You've seen his leg structure, right? Oh, yeah. His lower body. He's a strong cat. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a strong and, – and you saw these hesitation moves that he would put on the defensive backs and say, I'm going to allow you to grab my leg, and then I'm going to take it back. And he, literally, he did it several times. He just, he just ripped it right out where they thought they had him wrapped up. He's so poised and so polished. I think we're starting to get some of the best days and best years from Jamar Chase, this now being his third season. He's he's entering – he's already been elite, but he's gonna he's entering that area where I don't think anyone's going to be able to cover. No one can covering one-on-one. they got to put two, one over the top, one up front, and that's what moving him around really helps to prevent um, these coverages from locking in and doubling on him. It really does strip a lot of that double coverage stuff that teams almost have to do to defend I, Jamar Chase.
0: Right. Okay, so uh, let's, let's compartmentalize this one. A nice win. They're off the schneid, like we're saying. Sometimes the first one's the toughest to get, and then all of a sudden the pressure's off, and you kind of string some things together. Next opponent, Tennessee Titans down there in Nashville. Vrabel wow. and the Titans were embarrassed by the Browns, they got out physical big time. Vrabel doesn't like that. I mean, if the one thing the Bengals better expect. But on the double chin strap, because the Titans are coming, <laughs> they're going to be at home. It's going to be a physical. It's going to be a street fight, man. They're going to have to yeah. get ready for it because Vrabel is not a happy camper right now after that performance against Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Look, I have a lot of respect for Coach Mike Vrabel.
0: Me too. Um uh,
1: This guy went to Ohio State. He's he's a bad dude now. I'll yep. just tell you that right now. You know, Dick LeBault you know, drafted him when he was with the Steelers and brought him there for whatever reason, you know, all of that stuff. It just And it took a while for him to click, but he's he stuck with it. And, you know, back in those days, Bill Belichick was trying to get anybody that LeBeau had, and he ended up, he ended up getting a great one right there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and But this guy has the mentality like a Belichick where he's going to muddy the waters. He's going to cloud up these coverages. He's going to make um, the defense... Very, look, it's going to be very complicated. You're going to have to be very patient, just kind of like what Joe was the other night playing against this Rams defense. Um, you've got to be careful with the ball when you play, because they're going to give you some of everything, just like what Luana Romo does. He's going to give you some of everything, and you got to be sure of what you're seeing when you turn that ball loose. More importantly, you got you got to deal with Derrick Henry. Yep. And you and I both know that's, not easy to do now cleveland held them to 20 yards but they were able to get a lead
0: yep you and
1: i both know you get a lead most coaches they're gonna come out of that run game man they become one dimensional we love that as defensive players you know we can take you out of your out of your run game because we get at least a 10 point lead second half you these coaches don't want to run it anyway (laughs) so all you got to do is give them a reason and uh getting a lead on the road maybe getting a double-digit, maybe 10-point lead. That takes Derek Henry out of the game. You and I both know that puts it now on the shoulders of one Ryan Tannehill. He threw us three interceptions in that divisional round playoff game in 2021. He threw three interceptions in the season opener against the Saints to open up the 2023 regular season. So he's battling right now, uh, but he's got the veteran wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. He's got – uh uh Treylon Burks last year's first round pick who well, I, I think just continues to get better and better. He's got to learn to stay on the field and, and fight through some injuries but when that kid is ready to go now I think he's going to be pretty special.
0: Yeah. No no question and and uh, with Derrick Henry, you know, we know you got to stay your gap control responsibilities super yeah. important. You got to gang tackle that dude and you can't let him get started. You know, if he gets a head ooh. of steam going, man, and he gets to that second yeah. and third level. It's a, ooh baby. This guy's a big, looks like a linebacker body type wise running out there with yeah. with, with, with good speed. So the, the Rams, the guy that stirred the drink offensively was Stafford. The guy that stirred the drink defensively, obviously was Aaron Donald. That guy, you talk about a disruptive force. I yeah. think Simmons with the Titans, it, it's Aaron Donald and Simmons are the two best in the NFL and boy, back to back weeks, you get them. I think that. You know Henry's the guy offensively, the stirs the drink, and Simmons is the guy defensively, and they're going to have to, uh, you know, control that that son of a gun up front. He can he, he he's a game wrecker as well, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I want everyone to watch the Believe in Bingo podcast. We recorded earlier today, right. uh, and we and we and we had on as we were previewing this game, we had on B Hop Brad Hopkins, thirteen year offensive lineman for the Titans and Houston yep. Oilers. You know him well. This guy's a bright uh, analyst and a a heck of a player. Um, He said there are two guys Cincinnati Bengals' offense need to be concerned. He Talked about Simmons. There's no doubt. Got to block him. Um, He can wreck your game. But Kevin Bayer, the safety, talented safety. They just absolutely love him in Nashville. This guy's got a nose for the ball. He once led the uh, league in interceptions. Uh, he can find the ball with the best of them. And when we talk about muddying things up in your protections and uh, with their coverages, um, they can make things very difficult. And he's the guy, the culprit uh, that can pick your pocket if you're not careful. So their safety, Kevin Byard is phenomenal. I really like him, And obviously Simmons on the inside, he can wreck shop. So those are the two guys on defense, man. We got to pay attention to.
0: There's no question. And, you know, one thing that's interesting in this football game, uh, the ball security aspect, the Bengals are one of six teams that haven't put the football on the ground uh, in, in after three, three games. And one of three teams, I should say one of six teams that hasn't lost a fumble, one of three teams that hasn't put the ball on the ground. The Titans are also one of the six teams that haven't lost a fumble. They only put it on the ground once. So both of these football teams, Ball security is a big, big deal to them. And in a game like this, you know, a turnover, special teams dictating field position, one of these physical slobber knockers, those are extremely important, aren't they?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, And Joe Burrow knows that. I think he's always played with that sense of I'm going to eat it, take a sack. I'm going to dirt it. I don't worry about my completion percentage. um, But I'm going to protect the ball. I'm not giving it over. To the other team, so he's been real good about that. Sometimes balls are going to get tipped at the line of scrimmage, get deflected a little bit. That's one thing. And if a guy can fight the receiver and, and end up wrestling one away, look, we can live with that. Um, but at the end of the day, you just can't throw it to him clean. And you definitely, as a runner, uh, can't put the ball on the ground. You got to secure it high and tight. That's what we do, Dave. You got to run it, run with it high and tight. You start getting it away from the body out through here. Uh, it's all, it's going to be certainly knocked out. And if we see you running like that on tape, now we come with a plan to get it out. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> right. I, I tell you, Solly, uh, I thought that Joe Burrow's p- performance, his decision to play first and foremost, he didn't want his team to go on three. He said, that's the biggest reason I decided I wanted to go. I could mm-hmm. felt like I could handle it. And I didn't want us to start off. zero and three. Um, and in the first half. They threw the ball 31 times and ran it seven. I'm thinking, what? Yeah. What do we do? I mean, this guy, this guy's like, <laughs> he's, he's he's medically vulnerable here. Let's protect this guy a little yeah. bit. And I, I think they're going to have to be able to run the ball a little bit. But this Titans defense with Vrabel, they're number one in the NFL. They they're allowing less than three yards a rush. They're allowing 2.8 uh 2.6 per rush. They're only allowing 69 yards on the ground per game. Man, this is going to be a tough team to try to get your running game going against. But you got to you got to give Joe, take some of the burden off his shoulders, don't you? Yeah, I,
1: I do think a good mix. It's about um, just slowing down any pass rush, ho- helping to set the edge. I thought they had some, a really good uh, mix of run game in the Monday night game and how they got. They moved Mixon around. I saw yep. Mixon, who, oh, by the way, let's vastly improved as a pass blocker i'm telling you dave i saw him against the rams he's talking about total redemption he's redeemed himself this dude's stepping in front of some big guys now and holding up um and he's 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 committed to it that's that's what this game is all about he's committed to be a better pass blocker for his quarterback joe burrow and i I think everyone should really be aware of that. That's what Joe Mixon um, is sacrificing now, sacrificing the body. Much better runner. He's attacking the hole. He's got a better patience and a better feel for what's happening at the second level and allowing the blocks to set up. He, he's This year, man, he has been so good through the first three. He's probably been our most consistent player on offense through the first three games. And it's been phenomenal. There was one play where he came, and it was beautifully designed. He came over, bam, slammed the linebackers coming through. And then it's leaked out to the other side to make them available for the dump out. Saved us a sack. Quarterback didn't get hit. Made a positive gain off of it. I thought by design, Zach Taylor did a wonderful thing. Uh, And then, hey, kudos to Joe Mixon for selling it, slamming into the block. Staying alive and being able to work out of the trash, which you know is not easy, and still make himself available to the quarterback. A lot of good stuff happening here, and I'm telling you, man, we're this close. Still a little rust on Joe, but I saw it just coming off uh, the offensive line. They're starting to click. A lot of things are beginning to come together, and now it's key. I just want to say, don't let the don't let the ball get into your chest, my man. Yep. he's such he's such a great handball catcher, you know. Yep. And uh, he's going to be okay. That guy's going gonna to be fine for us. But you can see it all coming together for the guys on this offense.
0: Yeah, you hit a, a point there, T. You know, week one, targeted eight times, no catches. Week two, rebounds, has a couple of touchdown catches. Week three, you know, has some drops. He's on a roller coaster a little bit. If he yeah. had caught everything, I mean – you get Jamar and Tioff together, which they've yeah, done. Yeah. If you get those yeah. two guys going, oh man, you yeah. yeah. you got something cooking, man. No question. That's right. Yeah, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting battle, Solly. I'm uh what what do you think? If you had to pick a key or two in Solomon Wilcox's mind, what are the biggest things to getting a victory on the road against the Titans?
1: Uh first of all, offensively, um uh, just hey, cut down on the penalty. Yep. Um, You know, you know this. That's been really good about his teams are always low in the penalty box. One of the best in the league when it comes to avoiding self-inflicting wounds, and it's been a lot of them. Some false starts, and I think particularly on the road uh, down in in Nashville, it's going to have to be of vital importance not to pull the pin on their own hand grenade. So you have to eliminate what we call the unforced errors. You talked about the drop balls um the false starts the illegal motions just just making sure the operation right of the offense is up and running at a lot smoother pace than what we've seen the first three weeks i think i think that's vitally critical cuz this team's always been good in that area and then lately um there's been some things kind of creeping up so that's first and foremost uh, i i think we still got to continue to feed joe mixon because i i do believe when you have to crowd the box against the Cincinnati Bengals offense
0: yep. with Jamar
1: Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, I see we got a new tight end. This Hudson kid starting to get starting to make me smile. Mm-hmm. So, so when you got when you got that on the perimeter, but people really do have to focus in. Like, think of if their defense had to focus on our run game. Like, we have to focus on Derrick Henry. They don't have the receivers we do to really threaten you. Right. But we're gonna we're gonna dice you you've gotta stack the box against Joe Mixon. So I do believe it starts there. And then after that, it's just hey man, we gotta protect our quarterback. I think defense is gonna be ready. To me, you keep you keep Derrick Henry running toward the sideline. As he don't let him come downhill. Force everything to the sideline. So you gotta force everything inside out. Now he's fast enough to hit the corner on you. So yeah. You gotta be able to contain the ball. Uh, but he's a he's a big guy. He's got vertical speed. He does not have excellent lateral speed, even though I've seen him jump cut on you. But it, he doesn't have that that Barry Sanders boom, boom quickness. He's over here next minute. Um, he's a, that we call that one track runner. He gets on that track, man, start coming downhill. You can't let him come downhill. Because I've seen him crease people and just high tell it to the end zone. But if you keep that thing coming right toward that sideline, don't allow it to turn up. Defensively, that's how you have to play him. And if you can get him behind the chains and force Tannehill to have to be a, a passer, right, I like our I like our advantages. I like our odds on that.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I remember um, the last time the, the Bengals played against Henry, one of my keys was exactly what you're talking about, make that dude go east and west, not north and south. Right. <laughs> North That's and right. south, east and yeah. west, you got a chance, man. <laughs> you got a chance. That's right. right? That's, That's right. East and west is toward the sideline.
1: right exactly. He, exactly. he can run that way all he wants. Just keep going.
0: <laughs> yeah, north and south is goal post to goalpost. East and west is sideline. The there side you line. go. Make there you go. You're, you're exactly right. All right, so Solly, I just I, I want to thank you. Can't thank you enough. I always love talking football with you and. You mentioned your podcast. Why don't you let people know again what you're doing with the podcast, and of course, with uh, Sirius uh, NFL Radio, you're you're a, you're a star in that regard as well. Tell everybody what you're doing, my man.
1: Yeah, you well, know, you can you can catch us every morning, Monday through Friday, from seven to ten a.m. Eastern time on Sirius XM NFL Radio Channel eighty-eight, and Which also I I go listen
0: to every morning, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and your lovely wife has told me the same thing. So no that's that my heart. She's <laughs> She's great. Yeah. And then you can go to uh, believe.com or you can catch us on Valley sports, Ohio. It's great that we're simulcast. You can catch uh, the believe in Bengals podcast. We're going to have uh Tori Holt. He helps us um, revisit uh, the game. That was the Monday night tilt between the Rams and Bengals. I told him. You got the Super Bowl. You did you know, he won Super Bowl 56. It was a rematch. Right. Uh, I said, you took the Super Bowl, but we took the Monday night game. And then he showed me the championship banner hanging up in his office behind him. And I said, well, we got one of those coming. So, uh, we, and then we also look ahead to uh, the week four matchup with the Tennessee Titans. Brad Hopkins, former 13-year veteran in the NFL, he joins us on the show.
0: Great athlete. Great, great athlete in that offensive line. No question about yeah. that. Saleh, so, I can't thank you, enough, thank you enough. I mean, if, uh, if, if I feel like I, I need a football talk fix, you're my man. There's no <laughs> question about it, man. Appreciate well, you. I
1: appreciate it. Appreciate you too, Dave. Thanks for having me.
0: You got it, sir. Have a great day.
1: Okay. Dave Lapham
0: here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation,